Hello everybody, welcome to Dopamine, this is C-Note, and welcome to the show that is like an old stereotype. Lazy. Sometimes funny and true though. Depends on which ones you use. Anyway, so today on the show I've got Perry Lau, a good friend of mine that I used to improv with back in San Diego. He's a really good man, one of my favorite people in the world. He helped me through... Uh, the end of my marriage last year and really helped me kind of work through some things. Uh, he was a really good sounding board. He did not hold back. He was really good at letting me know what was really going on, asking me questions, and um, is, is really, really good at getting to the essence of, of things. Uh, takes good care of himself and helps men to do the same. So his focus is on Asian men, and he has a website called PurposeDrivenMastery.com. Does articles and videos and all of that good stuff. So we talk a little bit about that and what he does and how you as a man can value yourself a little bit more. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Perry Lau. Drums, Hello, Perry. Hey, Christian. How's it going? Good. Good to hear from you, buddy. Likewise, man. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, for those who don't know, Perry Lau is a good friend of mine. We were doing improv together in San Diego. Um, so. Uh, just so the audience gets to know who you are, why don't you give us a little bit of a heads up as to uh, who you are, what you're up to, and um, I know you've got a book, so you can talk about that a little bit too. Sure. Thank you for the opportunity. My name is Perry Lau. I empower Asian men to live purposely so they could have more fulfillment, courage, and equanimity in their lives. Mm -hmm. I run a website. I write weekly articles. I create weekly videos, and it's just my way of giving value to my audience and there's tips and hacks that they could apply in their life right now to become a better version of themselves. Mm -hmm. When you say empower, how would you define that? I think a lot of men in today's society, they're living under their potential and Mm -hmm. my job is to really help them unlock the power because there's a lot of hidden energy inside of them that they're not, really utilizing right and um do you do you work with men one-on-one or is it just um through your articles and videos and your book i do both for the articles it's just for me to capture people at once but i also do one-on-one coaching and i actually like that the most because i get to see the progress over time and i Mm -hmm. get to know them and it's building that relationship over time yeah so what's that What's that kind of, uh, what's that process like? Are you just kind of um, sitting down with them, asking questions? Um, uh, or should I say, is there any particular questions that come to mind when you're first sitting down with someone to find out about who they are? Absolutely. I actually have them fill out an application before I even get on the phone with them uh-huh. to see if they're a good fit. But if they are a good fit, then I just start coaching them right then and there. And right. Every person's different, but I always ask them where they are right now and mm-hmm. where they want to go. And my job is to help them bridge that gap. Most of my 
job is to ask them <clears throat> engaging questions because I don't know the answer. They have to figure it out for themselves. But I'm here right. to get, provide them a guideline so they could think for themselves. Right. And um, so typically it sounds like you're working with men who want to change in some way and they just kind of don't know where to go, right? Yeah. And sometimes they do know, but then they just need that extra approval or acceptance to give them that extra push to go forward. Yeah. And what would you say is like um, typically the answer that they give when they ask, when you ask like, where, where do they want to go? Where do most men that you come across, where, where do they want to be in their lives? Is it about success, relationships, um, personal self-fulfillment or all of the above? Yeah, right. Like I said, everyone's different. And yes, some people, they want to get in better physical shape. So mm -hmm. that's with health or their relationships. Some of them, they don't have relationships and they want to get a girlfriend or improve their professional life, whatever they may be. They all have their unique struggles. And I think becoming a better person, becoming a better man and deserving those things that you want, right? It's not just about getting those outcomes, but it's Growing as a person, that's the ultimate goal I'm trying to help these men. Right, and, and feel like they have they deserve it. That's the big word there that I think a lot of people, including myself, I've had issues with this in my past where it's, it's kind of hard to feel like you deserve money or you deserve love or you deserve uh, uh, some sort of uh, accolades for who you are. But because, you know, sometimes men, we can have some terrible thoughts or we don't feel good about ourselves or we feel insecure and feeling like we deserve something or that we deserve to be loved or that we deserve better is kind of a hard hurdle for us to overcome, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And it starts with ourselves. I mm -hmm. do help a lot of men do in internal work where they practice self-compassion, self-love, self-respect. And most times when we, the way that we treat ourselves is how we train other people to treat ourselves. Mm -hmm. And by living example you're implementing the standards that you want to be treated yeah absolutely so um when so we had some times and, and i know you're good at this which is why i wanted you to be on the show because we've had some talks in the past and you're really great at listening and really good at identifying someone's strengths and what's really going on um and at the time I think I remember that you were just talking about men in general, but um, you just mentioned you wanted to empower Asian men specifically. Um, obviously, you're an Asian man uh, based on the last name. Uh, is, is it because of your background that you wanted to focus on Asian men, or did you see something, uh, a common ground in Asian men that wanted you to, that lured you into focusing on them? Right. Right now, I'm focusing on Asian men. Like you said, I'm Asian, and I see a lot of unique challenges that other men in different ethnicity don't face. But my mm -hmm. ultimate vision is to empower every man. Right. But, I, but from a business perspective, I want to narrow down on my niche so I could yeah. always focus on that and then expand later on. Mm -hmm. But a common challenge I see in Asian men in particular is we get a lot of influence from our parents. Right. From a young age, we are told exactly what to do and our only way to success is through formal education, and which is great. But in nowadays, a lot of people, they don't have college degrees, yet they're very successful. And mm -hmm. I know they're more the exception than the norm. But a lot of my friends included, I see they're just living a scripted life. 
they're not really doing things that they truly want to do. And mm -hmm. a big part of that is because they don't want to feel rejected or disowned even by their parents. Right. And that's a big challenge for a lot of men. It's they can't do what they truly want to do because of fear, fear from their parents and even society. Mm -hmm. Is that something that, that you, that they come to you specifically saying that they have this hard time of subverting their parents' expectations? Or is that something that you kind of end up unlocking in a lot of people? Uh, yeah. Right. They're very, they're, it's hard for men to get vulnerable, to be really mm -hmm. honest with other people. So they don't, they, some, most of them, they don't aware that they're living in fear because of their parents or society. And I help them unlock that by sharing my own story that mm -hmm. I had to actually envision my parents were dead before I even started doing what I'm doing now. Cause I was mm -hmm. working as a comfortable chemical engineer with a good salary I was driving a nice car, living in a comfortable place. Everything on the surface looked great, but deep down, I was unfulfilled. I wanted to right. do something more and had to go through these mental exercises to put myself in that powerful state to go to my boss's office and tell him that I'm leaving. And right. think seeing my parents laying lifeless in their caskets, it made me sad, but it also gave me a joy of a spark of joy, that freedom of being able to do whatever I want. So through sharing my story, they could relate to that and they, they identify themselves that they're living in fear and they know the cause for not unleashing the fullest potential. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a, that's an interesting um, tactic. I think a lot of people would find that extreme, but I kind of, I see that as like a, it's kind of a stoicism sort of approach almost of, of imagining what your life would be like with unlimited potential, with no rules, with somebody uh, not holding you back or having to envision the worst of life in order to see what you would do with that. Um, particularly with your parents, you know, imagining that your parents are not there, what would you do without that restriction? Like often it's uh, like you're saying, like it sounds like a lot of people have this much grander vision inside of their heads than what they have, uh, uh, what they're exhibiting in life. And do you find that a lot of men, uh, similar to your situation, are already achieving external success, or is it like a mix of people who aren't doing well at all and, and want to change it up? It's a combination of both. Some people they have all the external success that they're supposed to have. Mm -hmm. that high paying job. I mean, a lot of my friends are doctors, they're in the medical field. So they're wealthy, but they're not happy because they work lots of hours and they don't have a lot of time to do what they truly want to do, mm -hmm. whatever they, that may be. And on the surface, they're, they, you know, they look great, but deep down they're unsatisfied, they're discontent. So a lot of internal work that needs to be done is all about prioritizing. And I asked them, what's really important to you? How, mm -hmm. how do you prioritize life? Is it your health? Is it your relationship with your significant other? Mm -hmm. If that's what you value, then maybe it's better to have a job that, less, that demands less time from you so that you could actually spend more time with your significant other. Mm -hmm. So it's really getting down and being honest with themselves and prioritize what's important to them. Is it common in Asian culture to have your parents um, 
really close to you and geographically and in like your everyday life? Are they, are they quote unquote nosy for lack of a better word? <laughs> yeah, that's very common in the Asian culture. In mm-hmm. well, I am a Chinese descent in mm-hmm. China. The son actually still lives with the parents even after they get married. Mm-hmm. And that's just the norm. Whereas in the Western culture, parents, they kick you out once you turn 18 and, and they don't want anything mm-hmm. to do with you. So <laughs> right. later on, right? <clears throat> but uh-huh. but for some people, they don't understand that. But in Asian culture, it's very common for parents to be very close to their kids. Mm-hmm. And they want to be involved with everything that you do. <laughs> Right. Um, so I, I want to circle back to some of the vulnerability stuff a little bit, because that is um, a huge commonality that I've seen, not just in men in particular, but with um, any kind of mental health issues or struggle in life. It seems like a commonality that I'm seeing is a, a, a repression, somebody holding themselves back from expressing how they feel or what they want to feel. I feel like this is particularly difficult for men because in it, let's just take American culture, for example, you know, uh, men are often the, in pop culture exhibited as like, you need to have a huge sense of bravado. You can't express your emotions. You can't cry, can't be a big baby. And, uh, you know, it's typically expected of women to be more emotional, um, sometimes to a fault. So, uh, how, so when you start talking with men, how do you address that vulnerability how do you get that out of them is it or yeah i'm just gonna leave it open like that how, how do you how do you address their vulnerability well, that's a great question and i deal with it too and it's a constant struggle but for me to help them to be open and be vulnerable is to lead by vulnerability so sharing mm-hmm. my story getting emotional and just be authentic saying what's mm-hmm. really on my mind and how I generally feel. And mm-hmm. they oftentimes they respect that, say, oh, he's being open. He's being brutally honest. So that makes it okay for me to do the same. Mm-hmm. But in but- culture, I, yeah, men were taught at a young age to not cry even when we bleed or <laughs> whatever may be happening, that we right. have to be a rock. We can't show any weakness. But vulnerability mm-hmm. is actually a sign of strength. You're basically saying that this is who I am. I'm okay mm-hmm. with who I am. I'm not scared of attacks or criticism. And vulnerability is the key to connecting with other people because it shows who you are, makes you relatable, and most importantly, makes you human. And we're mm-hmm. all human at the end of the day, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I find that a lot of when a lot of men open up, like it could be, it could be beautiful when they start to like let themselves you know, uh, just gush out the emotions that they've been holding back for so long um, from such a deep level, you know, childhood things, what's going on with their life. And they can really take charge and start to make uh, some, some beautiful strides towards their future. It's a really good thing that you're doing for them. Um, And and that's, yeah. I mean, in that sense, do you, um, uh, to kind of flip it a little bit, have you had any clients who have been averse to working with you or had difficulties opening up? Um, and what was that situation like, if so? Mm. Well, like I said before, I actually interview them before I see if it's a good fit for me. So if right. most clients that don't excite me, then I 
don't work with them because I don't think it's a good fit and it's not mm-hmm. mutual beneficial. But right. I work with friends or I try to work with friends before mm-hmm. and I can only help someone who want to be helped. I can't right. force anything down their throats if they don't want the information. And the best way that I found most effective is to lead by example, lead, live the message that I preach. And mm-hmm. when they want to see that change, then they will come up and talk to me. And that's where we could have that conversation about being vulnerable and being masculine at the same time. I know that's a negative connotation in society mm-hmm. nowadays, but mm-hmm. being masculine is truly about showing the vulnerability and also being that rock when you have to be. Mm-hmm. Being a grown-ass man when you need to be. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so um, I had a question. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, one of the things that you spoke about was um, – Sometimes men want to physically get better along with, you know, mentally and spiritually want to improve as well. Do you, do you help them with um, like diet or exercise or physical changes or anything like that? Or do you work with a, a trainer to guide them or anything like that? Absolutely. So the four pillars that I have divided life into is first is health. And then the second is wealth. The third one is relationships. And the fourth one is personal growth. To answer your question, yes, I definitely help people with their diet, with their workout regimens, mm-hmm. and I tell them what to do, just give them a guideline to follow. And, but I don't work with them one-on-one at the gym. I just mm-hmm. give them a workout plan, and I check in with them on a weekly basis to see where they are at, and right. just to keep, keep them accountable. Right. And same with spirituality. I give them a meditation practice, and also informations about what the benefits or meditations are if they're not aware of those basically mm-hmm. give them the foundations and starting with the why the purpose behind it and then going to the practicality of it is there ever a time well i should i say um how, how long do you typically work with somebody is there a length of time where it's like all right they're done send them off into the world <laughs> or uh or 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 do you have clients who are just like having you around weekly or whatever the situation may be, um, uh, you know, for indefinitely, or is it just like a six week thing, an eight week thing? Like how, what's the timetable like for your work with people usually? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I have a few options. Usually we start off at three months and I work with them on a weekly basis, but the ultimate goal is to have them self-sufficient where they mm-hmm. could, yeah, like you say, go off in the woods by themselves. Right. But it really depends on the person and where they want to go because I think as a person, we should always be growing and we should have someone by our side to help us get to the next level. And three months, six months, and usually a year is what I offer, but they could terminate anytime they want if they feel like mm-hmm. they don't need me anymore and they're completely self-sufficient. Right. Um, is there a pattern for the types of jobs that these people end up having um, in terms of like, uh, uh, do they have high stress jobs um, that are kind of uh, high stress jobs or high stress relationships that are kind of coercing them to, to reach out to someone like you? Yeah, they're usually in some sort of crisis. It may be with their job, would be the lack of love life or 
detriments of their health. Usually, mm-hmm. it's some sort of problem that has caused them so much pain that they no longer endure the suffering that they want to make a change. And right. that's the key that I want to emphasize is usually we're okay with something if we could tolerate it. But if the pain of enduring is so great that it exceeds the, great, the pain of change, then that's where we want to make a change in our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of this has have a, um, an instinctual uh, idea of where that is. Yeah, I think, um, I think many of us have a higher threshold for that, which is why we push through things more than we need to. Um, but they, I guess everyone has a breaking point and it's good that you're there to help them pick up the pieces. <laughs> um, so I want to kind of um, switch over to, to kind of go through your pillars here. Um, I kind of want to switch over to relationships a bit, especially for someone who is, you know, a young single guy who doesn't know what to do with himself, where to go in life. How do you give someone a relationship uh, an advice on where to find the kind of relationship that suits them? Mm. Another great question. I would first ask the person what they want in a relationship, meaning mm-hmm. whether there's romantic or platonic relationship. And it mm-hmm. starts with your core values. What's important to you? For example, for myself, I value health. I value continuous growth. And I value contribution, giving mm-hmm. back to the world. So if those are things are important to me, I tend to find someone who similar in that aspect that who likes to exercise, eat healthy, meditate, or someone who's spiritually awakened and Mm -hmm. someone who values growth in all aspects of life. I think the concept of opposites attract, it's not something that's sustainable. It might cause initial attraction, but in the long run, if your core values are different, your relationship Mm -hmm. will not work in the long run. Right. Uh, I I totally agree with that. Um, No, keep going. I thought you were done. (laughs) I I was going to say, yeah, it just really takes the the person to understand himself, what he wants, and Mm -hmm. the ideal relationship and the ideal woman or partner for himself. Really getting detail in that vision and Mm -hmm. then going to the right places to meet her. Right. And, and, And what examples of that might you find? I mean, I think that typically... Typically, a guy would, I, I think, like, the default is, like, go to the bar and find the girl at the bar. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what are, what, are, what are other opportunities for young men to find the women that they'll, they'll, that'll complement their lives? Sure. And this might sound crazy, but you can meet her anywhere, even mm-hmm. on the street. But, like I said, it starts with yourself. And I'll just give the example of myself. Because I value health, because I value continuous growth, I would meet mm-hmm. them at the gym. I take yoga classes. I rock climb. I go hiking. Mm-hmm. And I meet tons of beautiful women out there. And mm-hmm. for continuous growth, I go to Toastmasters. This is a place where you improve your public speaking and leadership skills. You can mm-hmm. go to personal development seminars. There's just so many opportunities. You could go to the bookstore <laughs> if they, you like to read. Mm-hmm. There's just so many places, and well, meetup.com is a great place. Just co- finding common interests, and showing mm-hmm. up there. Yeah, that's where I met you through improv. <laughs> right, exactly. You see? Meetup, which was red, and it's you know you're you're a person I'll keep around for a long time. Um, so 
and that's good for platonic male relationships too. Cause I'm sure a lot of men fall into like this lone wolf sort of mentality and they don't have a lot of adult male friends to hang out with. That is so important to have a, a band of brothers. I like to call it. And mm-hmm. these are men who genuinely want to see you grow and they are not afraid to tell you the truth, even though you might not want to hear it, but they don't tell you to make you feel bad or anything. They tell you because they see you are not living up to your potential and you are making up excuses for things that you are failing at. These are valuable men to have. They are difficult to find, but there are a lifetime to hold on to. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems like it's the same, same uh, approach to, you know, finding uh, a spouse or a long-term uh, partner, you know, in terms of like uh, analyzing what your core values are and then going to those places that will attract those same kinds of people. Do you find there are instances though, where there are some opposites in your life might work a little bit? I mean, like you said, like this band of brothers, like will challenge you a bit. Um, are there situations where someone completely opposite from you would be a good idea or just Stay away from that. <laughs> no, I, no, I, that's a good point. No, I definitely have people who have different views, but they're mm-hmm. still deep down a, a genuine good person. They're not right. people that you would not want to introduce to your friends. Right. I love having people who have different views because it challenges me to look at a different perspective. And right. it, it, it propels me to understand why they think that way so that mm-hmm. I could have a holistic picture of what this opinion is about. Yeah. And and part of that with the, and kind of like part of the personal growth angle too, is like some, some men I'm sure are stuck in their ways, whether it's like the way that they dress, the, what they eat, where they go, things like that. Um, uh, What are some tips that some, some men can try to like try something new or get out of their comfort zone in order to, accomplish some of these goals in in terms of being a better person one thing i ask everyone listening is to have an open mind Mm. no matter how fixated you are in your current lifestyle or habits be open to trying new things because living with curiosity like a child you were able Mm. to try everything right no one telling you what not to do although your parents tried to but you still you still did it anyways. And that's the key to becoming a better person is to have that curiosity and also humility to understand that you don't know everything and life is always teaching you something. So mm-hmm. it's okay to try out new things and do things that might scare you or things that you might be uncomfortable with. And that's where growth happens is when you're challenging yourself, when you're doing things that are scary that are uncomfortable but at the end of the day you become stronger because of it and it's good to have someone like you to hold them accountable and and uh have them try new things i'm sure you encourage them to try something specifically new sometimes as well right my motto is do at least one thing every day that scares you Mm -hmm. and just imagine how much growth you would have in a month six months or even a year yeah that's pretty amazing and and some pretty clear cut advice. Um, So I do want to transition to like asking you a little bit about like your growth, but 
But before then, uh, you could take this as a testimonial because we had a lot of great talks before I moved from San Diego. I'm, I'm now on the East Coast. Um, but we had some great talks about, you know, my previous relationship and how you really helped me kind of see clearly, um, especially in the, in, that, um, in the realm of opposites. You know, I think there's a, a pop culture sense that like marriage or relationships uh, you know, there, there, there needs to be some sense of fighting or like uh, <laughs> that, that some unhealthy aspects of relationships are considered normal. And I, I think you helped me see that it isn't and really kickstarted my personal growth. And now I'm with someone who is like a lot more connected to my core values. She's also in digital marketing. She's a painter. She's supportive, respectful. It's like, it's like night and day and it's amazing. And I can attribute some of that to you. So I really appreciate you listening to me in that situation. Welcome. I mean, you're very welcome, and I'm ecstatic to hear that. Yeah, it's good, and we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, later. But I wanted to kind of jump into, um, it, you know, your story a little bit. When did this become uh, a thing for you? When did you want to start working with men to help them, and how did you help yourself uh, to learn these things? Sure. sure. I, I think I should go back to when I just started my chemical engineering career. So like I said, with the emphasis of Asian patient parents, I only had the laser focus of getting good grades in school. And shortly after that, I found a job and my laser focus transferred to my career. Mm-hmm. I would go into work really early, stay work late. I would go in at what, sometimes 7 a.m., leave till 8 p.m. at times. And that didn't leave much time in life. And I kept that going for about a few years and one night I just saw myself in the mirror really disgusted with what I saw I had Mm -hmm. fats all around my waist I was the fattest I've ever been and growing up as a kid I was always involved in sports I was athletic and fit but that night I was appalled by what I saw and I just slammed at the bathroom mirror and said enough is enough Mm -hmm. I need to make a change this can't keep on going then that's when I kick-started my health transformation journey. Mm-hmm. I changed my diet. I follow a workout regimen. I started doing running, uh, more marathons, and then triathlons with cycling and swimming. But when I, how I started with helping men is I was sitting down outside one day eating lunch by myself, and I was just scanning my life as a whole mm-hmm. I have all these things I want or I was supposed to have but I felt something was missing I, that deep sense of fulfillment then mm-hmm. I went through the mental exercise that I told you about it started with envisioning myself laying on my deathbed and asking mm-hmm. myself am I proud of the life that I lived and mm-hmm. the answer was a resounding no then I asked, what do I truly want in life? And the answer was very clear. It was freedom. I wanted the freedom to choose how I want to live my life. By the time, I didn't know what I want to do. But I went back to my roots. I was extremely passionate about health. And that's where it started. I started helping people with their health. And at first, I was helping with both men, men and women because I had female friends who was asking me for advice on how to improve their health. Mm-hmm. 
But then at the beginning of 2017, last year, I changed direction to strictly helping men and but on, on all areas of life because that's something that I do on a daily basis. And right. if I could use what I learned myself and help other people along the journey, then that's the perfect combination. Mm-hmm. So this was really like a, a sort of an intuitive journey. You sort of uh, just took the reins and started learning this stuff yourself. Did you have a mentor along the way, people that you spoke to to help you? Yeah, I, I did, definitely had mentors and coaches along the way because mm-hmm. I don't believe any of us could do everything on our own. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love reading books and yeah, those mentors, I don't know them personally, but I could read their life's work in a book, which cost less than $10, but also listen to a lot of podcasts. And mm-hmm. I invested in personal development work where I work with coaches one-on-one as well. Mm-hmm. There's definitely have, has been a lot of help along my journey as well. And they will yeah. c- continue will be. Absolutely. I mean, it's a never ending process. You know, we, we keep growing until we die and we should be at least. I feel like that's, that's a, that's a way to live a fulfilling life, I believe. Um, so do you have any examples of some great podcasts that someone can listen to if they're listening to this and they're just like, I don't even know where to get started. Do you have some <laughs> recommendations for like books or podcasts or um, you can even plug your stuff here too, if you want. <laughs> uh, thank you. No, absolutely. I think for men, I, there's a great co- podcast called Knowledge for Men. So mm-hmm. I met the host. He's he's actually one of my mentors. He, he provides two episodes a week, and it's interviews with top performers, entrepreneurs, people that you don't know probably, but you should know. Mm-hmm. And they provide tons of value. And a book that has been really influential in my life was The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. And it talks about finding your purpose in life. And that is the highest priority in any man's life because that's what drives men, the masculine, is that freedom and that direction. Mm -hmm. And it rises above the relationship that you have with your partner because, let's be honest, in, in our lives... Wherever we go, there we are. But in terms of romantic relationship, even though we don't have someone in our life or if we lose someone, we could always find someone else. But Mm -hmm. our purpose, that's always with us. And and that's why he makes a strong emphasis on that it's the most important thing in a man's life. Yeah, one of the things that I like to say is that, you know, you're the only person in your life that you're going to spend 100% of your life with. So you need to value yourself first and foremost, so that you can better give to other people. Uh, I've had some conversations with people pleasers, um, types that are so concerned about other people's opinion, which include their parents or their spouse. And um, they just, they seem to uh, give into this romantic notion of sacrificing themselves, their well-being, you know, father sacrificing their, uh, their, their, joy in life to provide for their kids and things like that. Um, and uh, it's, it's important for us to take the reins and realize that we're human beings too throughout our lives and that we can take care of ourselves and take care of other people. Absolutely. And one question I impose in the book, in my book is how can mm-hmm. you take care of others if you don't take care of yourself first? Mm-hmm. And it's contrary to popular belief, but we have to be selfish first in order to be selfless. 
Yeah, I, I think um, that's part of one of my missions here with this podcast is to kind of help people redefine that word selfish. I think uh, I think it's got a negative connotation. Oh, you're so selfish. It's like no, you could be you could be self fulfilled and 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 use a sense of self growth throughout your life as a means to help other people. Uh, so I, I think we've all got to work on improving the usage of that word selfish and mm-hmm. redefine it for everybody. Right. I prefer um, the word self love more. <laughs> yeah, you know, self love. That's such a good one. Um, so kind of wrapping up here, uh, do you want to give people a sense of, um, where they can get your book and watch your videos? Actually, before we do that, can you kind of give people a sense of like what you talk about in your articles and videos? Sure. And what I talk about my article, it varies from week to week. I focus on the four pillars, health, wealth, relationships, and personal growth. And if that resonates with you, I would definitely recommend checking it out. And Mm -hmm. For my book, you could get it from Amazon. You search for my name, Perry Liao, and they should pop right up. And, but mm-hmm. all this is found in my website, and I'm sure you will have it linked on the show notes. Yeah, uh, you could say it out loud, too. That's yeah, totally it's, you could, yeah, you could find it on PurposeDrivenMastery.com, and that's where you could co- find content information. If you have any questions for me, everything that I have, it's on the website. Yeah. Do you want anyone to reach out to you and on, on social media or anything too? You could totally plug that. Oh yeah. It's it's found on my website. I only have a Facebook and an Instagram account. Okay. Yep. Cool. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate you being on. There was a lot of really good stuff here um, for, for men, um, Asian men, uh, or really like, yeah, a lot of any, any man that is dealing with any kind of difficulty with like, you know, too much pressure from their spouse or their parents uh, that I think this is a good episode for, and definitely go check out purposedrivenmastery.com and all of his work. Uh, Perry's a good man. He's helped me out and he will help you out for sure. So thank you, Perry, for being on the show. Well, thank you, Christian. It's been an opportunity. It's been a thrilling ride. Thank you. <laughs> it's always a good time. We'll do this again in the future. Um, but for now, take care and I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. See ya. Just a quick note for you guys, if you want to be on the podcast and share your story, share any creativity tips, business tips, uh, productivity, or have any personal stories you would like to share in terms of mindset growth and or mental health struggles and how you've been able to grow from it, I would love to hear your story. So leave a call in on Anchor at this station. You can find it on Dopamine. Hit me up at Dopamine Podcast on Instagram or find my account anywhere at rival my design hit me up or go to how my name is christian.com find out a little bit about me and uh, all that stuff there too so if you want to be on the show hit me up let's talk Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. Baby, I'm a fiend, I'm a fiend. Oh, you know you got me going off your dopamine. All I really need. All I need is for you to put me on to the recipe, yeah. Ooh, ooh, purple flowers, candy showers in the air. You dance for hours as I watch from overhead. It's on my team. You got me going off your dopamine. Yeah, it's on my team.